This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome into the happy hour. I am Rico, joined by, not Nick, Austin Orman. Austin, how you doing? I'm great, Rico. Thanks for having me in again. Hey, no problem, Kind of feel like I'm wearing out my welcome, but... No, you're good. I think the people like you. I think they I like you so. more than they like Nick, especially since he, <laughs> just, he decides he wants to graduate. Look at this guy. But hey, at least he he uh, will be here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the entire show now. Doesn't have to go to class. Congratulations to Nick, not only on graduation, but the new title slash promotion that he gets here at 93.7 The Ticket, the director of, of high school sports, uh, Nick Sainert. So once he comes back, we'll ask him all the questions about high school sports, and he will have all of the answers, right? That's exactly how this goes. Um, again, welcome into the happy hour. You guys can join us. Uh, and our conversations, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. And you can join us on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. As today, we go through a little bit of the NBA playoffs and we talk about, you know, it, not to not to accuse anybody, but are the refs putting a little cheddar down on some of these games? I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Um, what are our thoughts on the Miami Heat? Are they actually going to do the thing and go from play-in to NBA Finals? Uh, the Denver Nuggets and the LA Lakers go to Game 2 tonight up in Denver. Can Jokic and the Nuggets hold off the angry LeBron James led Lakers and Rui Hachimura who apparently plays better defense on the Joker than AD does and uh, maybe a little bit of Nebraska football recruiting as uh, Notre Dame swoops into Nebraska and takes a linebacker out of Omaha West Side. but first first number one primero numero uno I would like to read something about next week because we are going to be somewhere not in studio we're going to be out and about next Wednesday, May 24th. We are going to Cedars at 66th and Pioneers for Give Lincoln Day. We'll be there from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. for all of our local shows. Early break, the drive, the captain, uh, uh, ticket water cooler, happy hour, on the block, old school. We're all going to be out there, 66th and Pioneers for Give Lincoln Day. Uh, and we're going to support Give Lincoln Day, which is a time when everyone in Lincoln is asked to make a donation toward the organizations that are crucial to the care, support, and spirit of our great city. Go to givetolincoln.com to donate and specify where you'd like your funds to go. We'd love for you to choose Cedars if you're able. Cedars' mission is to help children and youth achieve safety, stability, and enduring family relationships. So again, Wednesday, May 24th, out and about at Cedars, 66 and Pioneers, Come on by, stop by, say hello to your favorite on-air hosts. Um, that's that, yeah, yeah. Give to Cedars, give to Lincoln Day. It, it's going to be a blast. We're going to be out and about for twelve hours, twelve whole hours. <laughs> that's going to be great. That's going to be great. Well, I wonder, even even a setup will be there half an hour early. Probably, I wonder right? what the hour? commute's going to be like from my house to Cedars. It's going to be brutal. You're not going to enjoy it. Probably not. The, but I will enjoy my time at Cedars. Correct. The quickest way across town is probably 
what, 14th antelope turned into K into normal? Probably. I just don't go to that corner of town very often. I just want Probably because it's traffic. so far. I just don't want to deal with traffic. We can carpool. Although I might come here first. No, I'm definitely going to come here first, get some work done, eight to whatever, how long it takes me to get all that done, and then head out to Cedars and join everybody else. Because it's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. I wonder how many things Bill and Early Break gets brought to them since everybody wants <laughs> to bring stuff to them. Yeah, that's still fresh from yesterday. Come on. You man. know who you are. You know who you are. You know what you did. But anyways, again, May 24th, Cedar 66 and Pioneers. Stop by. Join us. 93.7 The Ticket out there from 6A to 6P. We'll be doing all of our local shows out there. So stop on by Cedars and uh, have a great time with all of us. But let's get into some NBA chatter. There is a clip going around of a referee who, after Jimmy Butler makes a layup during the Celtics game where the Heat won, and are up one to nothing in the in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals as an eight seed going against the three two seed two two seed dose. Um, a referee makes a makes a strange face after Jimmy makes his layup. Um, looks a little uh, upset that Mister Butler's layup fell and uh, gave the the Heat uh, a nice lead that they clung on to and, and again took that one zero series lead against the Celtics, and it got everybody thinking. Are the referees, you know, do, do they have some some powers? The NBA truly trying to manipulate because, in my eyes, the NBA wants dearly a Lakers-Celtics finals. Mm-hmm. As Bach has mentioned, they are tied currently for the most championships in NBA history, and that would just be the cherry on top, one of them winning it and taking the lead. Uh, you know, it, it's L.A., it's Boston. You get both sides of the country, those markets, everything in between. And... Denver and Miami, Miami, a lot of storied history. Jimmy Butler doing something that that Jimmy Butler and the Heat doing something that we haven't seen before, especially you know with the addition of the play and going from play into NBA Finals. I mean, they were the first play in team to win their first round matchup, let alone get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if Miami and Denver make it to the NBA Finals, I think that's a nightmare scenario for the NBA. Uh. I mean, when you compare it to Lakers Celtics, yes. well, that's exactly. I mean, it's the only other the only other way is is Lakers Celtics, unless it's Lakers Heat or Celtics Nuggets. But either way, you have what you want, and you have what you don't want. Yeah. And as of right now, with the one zero yeah. leads, it's what you don't want. Ah, it's what I want. I would love to see Nuggets Heat. I would love to see the Joker uh, going up against the Miami Heat and and see what uh, Jimmy Butler has in store for for Denver, but. Does the NBA want that? The NBA definitely wants Celtics-Lakers from a TV perspective, but I also don't think the league would hate Celtics-Nuggets. Notice I didn't say Heat-Nuggets. I said Celtics-Nuggets. Because the Heat (laughs) are taped together with, you know, duct tape, sticky glue, or super glue, some pine tar probably in there. They're taped together with Jimmy Butler. That's just that type of team that they are. Like, literally, it's just Jimmy. Yeah. Whereas I think the Celtics and the Nuggets, I mean, the Celtics were the one seed in the East for a while. Miami, or uh, Milwaukee, rather, caught up to them a little bit. Boston couldn't get back over the hump. But Boston was top five offense, defense, net rating. You know, I go back to that fact. Boston's really good. You have the two-time MVP in Nikola Jokic and a, a, a franchise in Denver, Rico, that has never made the finals. No. I don't think the NBA is against a team making its first finals, especially the way the Nuggets did it. You know, yeah, they made a couple trades. They went out and got Aaron Gordon. But for the most part, that's a homegrown team. 
the way they did it with Mike Malone at coach, the way they did it with, you know, Nikola Jokic being drafted in the middle of a Taco Bell commercial, Jamal Murray coming back from a couple injuries, getting Listen, rolled pieces around crunchy him. Crunchy Gordita Crunch, the beefy Gordita <laughs> the Crunch. crunch. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. Nikola Jokic. So, how Taco Bell doesn't have an ad with him in oh it yet is just ridiculous. It's NIL. He's foreign. How are you? How? <laughs> how are you not taking advantage of that? I understand it's Taco Bell and it's, you know, fake Mexican and you're going to get a Serbian, but it's necessary. That's what people remember him as. I, literally, he's the, is beefy, the beefy Gordita, Gordita Crunch guy. That is him. He yeah. is a beefy Gordita Crunch. Yeah. It's necessary, Taco Bell. Get on it. But continue. I apologize. Oh, no. That's basically at the end of my point. Where. I just don't think the Heat are going to be as good for ratings. I get it. They're in a big enough market. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know a lot of casual Heat fans, especially since the Heatles broke up after 2014. So at least around here, I know there are a lot of Nuggets fans that populate the area. Mm-hmm. You know Boston and the Lakers have you know big national-type fan bases. I just don't know about Miami. And I just, I don't know. I've never really been a Heat fan, so I'm not rooting for them. Is and I just thought about this. Could this be something of a? You mentioned um, um, Nuggets Celtics as a possible a pretty good finals uh, matchup, which would be fantastic. If they get Lakers Heat, a rematch of the bubble, is this kind of if you look at it a matchup of old school NBA versus new school NBA, where you've got LeBron James, the old guard in the NBA, who's still you know going at it at a high level. Um, leading the Lakers, and Jimmy Butler, that hard-nosed guy who does everything for his team from guarding the best player to scoring buckets on the inside, mid-range, not a lot of threes from him, going against the new school with Nikola Jokic, a big who's running an offense, who's passing the ball all over the place, who's handling Mm -hmm. the ball, bringing it up the court a lot of the times, hitting threes, doing all of these crazy things. He's not overpowering people physically, per se but he is he's over pudging yeah he's over pudging people and he's, he's just using his his basketball iq to get the better of people and then you have the celtics with the young core of jason tatum and jalen brown who are just uber uh, jason tatum just uber talented can do really anything you ask him to do and jalen brown because of, of the, that duke education one of the more <laughs> athletic uh athletic people in the nba again another hard-nosed guy who is a little bit of a Jimmy has a little bit of a Jimmy Butler esqueness to him. Um, again, is is this like an old school? If you go Lakers Heat rematch versus new school Nuggets Celtics, it's old school new school Lakers Heat in a couple ways because you know it's the Lakers, you know the big established brand, mm-hmm. seventeen titles, LeBron, he's the old guard versus you know the first time the new play in tournament. Oh, they they you know kind of all missed their way into it. Uh, from last year's College World Series. They made a run all the way to the finals. Here they are. On the flip side, the Heat are the old school team. It's one guy. It's one workhorse, Jimmy Butler, Mm -hmm. that's doing everything, putting the team on his back, playing through injuries, playing heavy minutes, versus new school. Oh, you have a point forward in LeBron. Oh, you have a stretch five in AD that can guard multiple positions. So I think both of those teams are the new school and the old school when you look at it. Yeah, and then you throw in Pat Riley, Who's who's leading <laughs> right? the heat from the shadows, <laughs> and that's about as old school as you're going to get Is with Pat all Riley these four the teams. most gangster, non-gang affiliated person you've ever seen. Whenever they show him, he looks mafia. Well, he 100 is. I don't. There's no way he's not involved with some type of some type of mafia. But you look at him during those heat games. No matter you know they could hit a game winner or the other team could hit a game winner, his face and his expression never changes Mm-mm. sits there with one leg over the other arms crossed just staring at the court 
And he just knows. It's just no matter what happens, he's like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. If it's a win, he's like, okay, I expected that. If it's a loss, he goes, okay, we'll get him next time. Nothing. And it is terrifying. You, can, I can just see him, you know, at the head of the family in uh, Goodfellas. Mm, or just, the Godfather. Just sitting there with the yeah. suit on. Just, just like I get his nickname is the Godfather, yeah. so that's probably part of he's it. He's got but... Adonis Haslam on one side, yeah. Jimmy Butler on the other side. <laughs> Literally. And he just he just sits there. Spose the favorite son. Yep. Spose Spose standing in the background just against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Just hanging out. Spoh also looks like he could have some ties there. Maybe it's because he's been with the Heat for so long. Maybe. But I, is he, he I mean, ages up? I, he probably, I mean, he worked his way, again, I mean, everybody's heard it. He's worked his way from the film room mm-hmm. all the way up to head coach, all with the Miami Heat. He didn't go anywhere else. He didn't try to try to uh, go to a different team for a better position and then bring his bring himself back to the Heat. He stayed with Miami, and they rewarded him for his loyalty as, you know, if you want to go with right. the mafia. He kissed, <laughs> he kissed the rings and got the promotion. Literally, and maybe some people thought it wasn't it wasn't uh, deserved. I remember when he first took over uh, with the Heatles, with LeBron, Wade, mm-hmm. and Bosh, and it was just okay. He's just a figurehead. They're actually running the team, and now you look after those three are gone, and he's still chugging along. And, and he's it's like, the oh, wait, second best coach in the NBA. Yes, it's Pop than him, right? Yes, because I still. I love Steve Kerr, and I think he's a great coach. I still think he was handed the keys to a Ferrari and mm-hmm. just knew how to drive it. He was. So it's Pop, Spo, then Kerr and Ty Lue, probably? Are you throwing Ty Lue in there? Yeah. You're Ty Lue top five? He is super respected around the league. You throw Ty Lue over Stop. Tom Thibodeau? I'm throwing probably four or five others. What about Tom Doc? Thibodeau. He's, he's fired. He doesn't count anymore. I, okay. Okay. Jeez, Rico, have some respect. Okay. Put a little respect on I mean, Glenn Ty Doc Lose, Rivers' I mean, name. Ty Lue's switching jobs. He'll Maybe. be in Phoenix. No, I've heard rumors he might be uh, having some interest in the Bucks job. Oh, my goodness. Either way, switching jobs. Potentially. I would take the Bucks job over Phoenix. Yes, I would too. Because you're not going to have CP3 anymore. Granted, I don't know if that is good or bad. Um, but you're going to have Devin Booker. It is. It doesn't matter which way it is. <laughs> it just is. Uh, you're going to have Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Maybe you're going to trade Aiton. I don't know what, what's going on there. There's whispers around the league about that. Um, but with the Bucks, you've got Giannis locked in. You've got Chris Middleton. Uh, you've got Drew Holiday. I can build around that. If the Clippers are healthy for three playoff series at a time, that's the best spot. If you can't guarantee the Clippers' health, you absolutely go you, you to Milwaukee. You can't. You and then cannot, Phoenix is in there You somewhere. cannot guarantee anything with Kawhi Leonard. Or Paul George, for that matter, which also sucks. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but with Kawhi, I, if you told me that Kawhi would be healthy the entire playoffs, I don't care about playing him in the regular season. I wouldn't play him at all. There's a fine line because you can't just drop him in for the playoffs and say, "Hey, go be yourself." Nah, if you like, tell you me, have a month or so you to tell me you know, work into timing. If you and tell rhythm. me he's healthy the entire playoffs, I don't care. But would you rather have a healthy and ineffective Kawhi? He'd be effective. It's Kawhi. He's effective. Every player needs time to work off rust. Nah, he's. The I'm at, we're asking Strick about that. He has over. no rust. Yes, he does. He's a he's, he's a, a literal machine, which means he needs WD forty to stay off the, the rust. Per- he is the perfect robot. There is nothing wrong. <laughs> I don't know about that, necessarily. <laughs> You've seen no expression dunking? That's him. If he was a perfect robot, he'd play. No. Yes. That's the rust. Playing gives him rust. Don't question it. It's a thing that happens with Kawhi's robotness. Dr. Robotnik over there 
in Clipperland. You're saying he gets rust from playing. Yes. When he sits around, he gets unrusted. It's a very weird machine. My puny human brain does yeah, not. You wouldn't under, that. you wouldn't understand. I wouldn't. I went to the Tom Thibodeau <laughs> school of coaching. Yeah, and Tom Thibodeau's put a lot of rust on his players if you look at it that way. Yep, from playing. That's what I'm saying. See? I'm saying if I'm looking at it your way, Tom Thibodeau is probably the rustiest coach out there. Man, Kawhi would not last in the Tom Thibodeau deep. <laughs> would he team. play? Would he play the first quarter and be like, "No, bump this, I'm done." <laughs> Tom would just play on the entire first, and he's just like, "All right, get back out there." And he's like, "No, <laughs> I'm done, coach. I'm done for at least two months. <laughs> this is way past what I'm supposed to be doing." Even Jimmy Butler did that up in Minnesota with Tibbs. See, but now Jimmy's in Miami, and he's like, I want to play the entire game. Don't take me out. Again, spell over Tibbs. What's, what's, what is going on? <laughs> How am I supposed to know? This isn't even my show. Bring Doc Rivers to New York. That's where we're going to go with this. Whoa. That's where we're going to end this. Okay. Not as, not as a head coach. As GM? No. As the owner? No. That would be cool. As a point guard? No. <laughs> Assistant coach slash defensive coordinator. Hmm. Just like, Tibbs needs a DC. I thought that was his Just thing. like Tibbs was in Boston when they won their championship. Bring My the, the turntables. Bring the band back together. But that's going to do it for the first segment here on the Happy Hour. Up next, we're going to talk a little Nebraska recruiting. They missed out on Dylan Riola. They got a fullback from Notre Dame, but an in-state linebacker decides, decides to go to Notre Dame a few days after getting a Nebraska offer. What does it mean? What does Nebraska have to do to keep the in-state kids? And, and missing out on Dylan Riola, where do they go from there? And, and how many of the top tier players that they're targeting might they lose after not getting the best quarterback in this class we'll, we'll hit on all of that and more up next on the happy hour follow nick and enrique on twitter at nick underscore Sainert and at radio rico ac more of happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com